Sorry, let me turn that on. Oh, no, you're good. I thought that was coming through here because it was. It started right when I put it on. I was like, what? What is going on? Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check, check. Check, check. Yeah, definitely this side. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Um, to talk to you about film is that because you have a film degree obviously you're interested in film but so I mean, uh, my, I'm currently still pursuing no yeah, kidding I'm really? pursuing a uh, in communications mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. um, it's something I thought uh, you know I have a physics physics degree through mm -hmm. the community college of the Air Force uh, wow. part of my Air Force training and uh, that helps me a lot with understanding um, coffee. Oh my gosh! And, yeah. and how the whole chemical process works of brewing coffee, and even the mixtures and your your milk frothing stuff. Yeah. You know, it kind of helps me understand what is going on when you're doing that stuff. Not just I do this, I do A, and B happens. Right. Well, what's in between there that gets you there? What causes that? So, but it was something that I I I don't know. I just think it's important to kind of teach and share that stuff. Right. And, you know, somebody at home, man, I'm getting frustrated because I'm brewing coffee in my French press, but it keeps coming out bitter right. or something, you know? Yeah. Well, this, this is why. You know, right. You're running your water too hot. You need to scale back and, um, I don't know. But the best way to share that information anymore is social media. Right. And not being, you know, I'm, I'm 41 years old. Mm. We didn't get our first computers in school until like my junior year, right, sophomore, yeah. junior year. So um, that was something. And they were probably a big old, uh, like a. Well, we had the old Apple IIs, you know, back the yeah. green screens and stuff yeah. back a few years before that. But yeah. then uh, we got kind of the, the first, you know, when is it PCs. At AV? Yeah. 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 We got our first PCs and everybody was like, well, what do you do? Well, you go to Yahoo. Okay, what's Yahoo? I don't know. You just go there. Yeah. So it was really <laughs> trying to start. figure out what, where you start. What is this thing? You <laughs> the know, GeoCities websites. Right. And stuff yes, I remember GeoCities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, you know, I wanted to know. You know more about making good videos. Yeah. And, um, I'm not a. You know, dealing with with PTSD and anxiety too. Right. Making myself more comfortable talking in public. Uh, being, you know, shop manager here and, and the lead barista, I deal with people a lot. I bet. So I have to be able to not just sell our product, which is a great product, right? But there's a bit of selling myself as well, and I just wanted to be more comfortable with that. And I, you know, production it means public speaking right. and uh, teaches me how to use things like editing software yeah. and um, you know just being more familiar with all that stuff. I thought would I don't know, only help yeah you know i'm not a person that just ever feels like 
I know enough. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, what else good. you got? Let's we're, find I'm, out some more I'm stuff. Topped off. Come I don't on. need. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I mean, this you kind of led in nicely to uh, you. I discovered Arcadia Valley Roasting coming through town at some point, and then found out that you had a Facebook page as well, which was really cool to see. Um, I mean, that right. would have been a year ago or so. And, yep. And but yeah. I mean, when did you start the page? Let's see. Um, I guess it, I don't know. About two years ago, okay. uh, not quite yeah. two years ago. I uh, I started here. I can maybe a year and a half. And um, you started at. I started working here. Okay. Cool. The shop had been here for about two years at uh, that point. Yeah. And um, I just. What when was your I, experience with coffee before that? So I've always loved coffee. You yeah. know, as a kid. The smell of coffee takes me back to my grandparents' house, you know. Yeah. They always gave me coffee with water in it, oh, you know. Yeah. It was just as being young. Yeah. And then when I got in the military, I was doing all of this traveling. Yeah. You know, I had 26 countries outside the United Good States. Lord, so man. the one thing they always had in common was coffee. Yeah. You know, it may not have been the same kind. You may have Arabica everywhere. Yeah. And Robusta here, you know. Uh, but it was still coffee. Yeah. How they prepared it, how they consumed it, yeah. the atmosphere they chose to consume those things. Throughout in. 26 different countries. I yeah. can't imagine. It There's all so many changed. different coffee cultures. Sure. You have your staples, your espressos, yeah. and uh, lattes, and cappuccinos. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of the basic prep of their coffee all was a little bit different. Yeah. And seeing how how diverse that was, it was something like, well, this is cool. So it kind of became, let's collect coffee samplings let's you know every country i go to let's try their coffee yeah. place out and uh you know coffee has what were some uh highlights from from some of those trips uh, suda bay crete was probably the best cup of it's more of an espresso they yeah. do they do like a hard cupping there yeah. you know the grounds in the cup where is that uh, it's crete just a little island off, okay. off the coast of yeah. greece um they, they kind of do like a hard cupping. Wow. They bring it out, brew it in the cup. Yeah. Little spoons, you, you know, you, you break the cup. And, uh, but it was, it was such a, uh, really the first time I was like, well, coffee is. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, it gave you that, that energy, but it wasn't the same as piling in some store-bought coffee right. here. You know? It yeah. was an experience, too. Yeah. The way they presented it, presented it in yeah. their in their coffee shops and it, they just kind of built an atmosphere around right. it, you know so that was really kind of cool um it's weird because over the last uh year since covid started like you know my my sister and i started the shop in farmington or my sister started i kind of came in maybe six months or, or so into it but my trajectory had always been Let's build that atmosphere, build that experience, you know. Sure. Get the, but it's weird how much COVID was such a, like, bizarre kind of recorrection of, well, yep. atmosphere's out the window. I mean, right. it's not. It's not because people still respond to sure. where they're buying their coffee every morning and, and whatever. But it is Absolutely. interesting. Well, 90% of our interactions take place in about a, a five to seven minute window, yeah. you know. Uh, so you need to be able to tell a lot about yourself and your product in that amount of time oh man know? yeah so if that's you want, a great point yeah you want people to come back in first and foremost you can be the best barista in the world and you can do all the fun little squiggly art on top it doesn't mean a thing unless the product you have right 
has has legs yeah. can stand you know so you want to you want to supply that first and then your skills as a barista come in how do right. you prepare that you know are you using the right temperatures the right amounts the pressure for espresso and making yeah. sure that's all correct so um you know when you once you tie those two things together which is kind of a lot what we try to do here we try to do the science side yeah and uh um usually some pretty good things happen you yeah. know if you can make those things work it's it seems it seems to be working yeah you, know? you came into a really cool place to have that type of passion because they had been they had been roasting here already for sure yeah for sure right before you came in which is uh very kind of unusual like right. you wouldn't expect that out of a small town shop right well that was a, a an eye opener for our lead roaster dr dr wade buckman mm -hmm. uh he's a teacher most of the owners are yeah teachers now or were teachers or yeah. retired teachers um and his passion for what he does he was he was somebody that younger in life didn't really like coffee really and then on a trip he uh, got exposed to a very, very good cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, I believe someone had made him a cup of Chemex, actually. Okay, yeah. And it, it changed his whole perspective. Yeah. Like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, There's and, so much flavor here. Right. Where did this come from? Right. And how do I duplicate it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Wade is a meticulous individual. Mm -hmm. I mean, the guy is a perfectionist, and it shows. You know, when, when he roasts, he puts every ounce of himself in... in um, really you know you hear the thing the, the the saying well it's made with with love and care well that's way yeah. he cares about what he's doing and i could say that for all the owners here that they really care mm -hmm. that what goes out the door here is is a something you know if you could take this shop and put it in the middle of seattle that it would be it would thrive that's bad you know, that, that's a great way to think about that's that. what we want to do we yeah. want to bring Outside. Go to the heart of cult, coffee sure. culture and how sure. would this stand up there? And then bring it to small town America and be yeah. like, look, this is this is what coffee can be. Right. So we're, we, of course, we hope we do it right. It's always yeah. a, a search for perfection. Yeah. Uh, if you think you've got something perfect, you're wrong. Yeah. You know, you've, yeah. you've got to keep working at it. Yeah. I, I think we all do that. And I think it's it's all based on our passion for right. it, for sure. The coffee shop itself is such a a passion driven place. I remember uh, sort of uh, when my, well, I'd worked in and out of coffee like since I was of working age. But um, when my sister got going with the shop, I started researching, okay, like what's the history of coffee shops? And then immediately you just hit upon the most interesting right. epochs in history right. were, you know, these pivotal Parisian coffee shops where, you know, Descartes was hanging out with other mathematicians right. and shit. And you're just like, oh my God. First shops in Italy, 1645 and setting up in this kind of the same coffee culture there for, you know, 400 years yeah. now, you know? So it's just unbelievable. And coffee's so diverse. Yeah. You know, I think they've identified well over 800 different flavor profiles you can get out of coffee, which is twice as many as any wine. That's insane. So, right. It's it's so diverse, and that makes it a very um, subjective type yeah. of art. Yeah. Uh, you know, people can go to one coffee shop and think of this coffee and this barista is the best there is. Yeah. And the scent, another person could come into there and be like, this is terrible, right? You know, so it's it's very much an art. Whereas uh, you might like Monet, I may be a Van Gogh guy. You right. know, it, it coffee is is kind of like that. 
And then the way our brains work, you know, the way it works on receptors, you will get a coffee that you find. Say you're a Folgers drinker all your life, yeah. and that's what tastes good to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not the... Let's be honest. That's not the best coffee in the world. <laughs> but your brain's you're telling you... You're free to say that on the right, podcast. You're right. You know, <laughs> it's a I safe mean, space. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Folgers. It's right. there. You know. yeah. But your brain will start, you know, like, because trimethyl xanthine is a an addictive chemical caffeine's an addictive yeah. chemical your brain will crave that taste that you associate with yes yeah but once you stretch out and get into better coffees right. it's like oh i can get that same kick yeah and it go down you know, smoother yeah you know so yeah it's yeah and be connected to the hands that were you know for sure you know because you guys get raw beans you We're get green coffee beans growers in nicaragua you know i mean they they come here green to us and uh you know wade works his magic yeah you know? and we track that process we're working i think we're I believe we're on our third farm now wow we started out with uh don manuel uh back when the shop opened and um moved to hinatega and the the new farm escapes me but uh we we just started with it it's it's so everything is single break. origin everything's single wow. origin um we're above fair trade without the fair trade label cool you know yeah yeah that's a hard that's a weird it's one a, get, it's yeah. a weird one to get but we give back to our farmers in fact every bag of our our uh, morning hope you buy out there tells you what you know what we're cool. doing how we're trying to give back so yeah. um and then we try and work with our communities uh uh, Wade and Crystal are really big organizers with Backpack Impact to feed hungry kids. Cool, and, man. Um, That's small business. It's, you know, we're, we're a part of this town, and mm. I mean, we love this this community. Yeah. So Yeah, you, you seem like a huge uh, find for a coffee shop like this because you, you, you seem to really embody you're a local, but you've been around. You've seen the world. Like, that to me is the perfect person you want serving your coffee you know and somebody to talk to and bounce <laughs> off of and well i appreciate it i i don't know i'm i'm very passionate about what i do mm. you know i didn't i was not a barista before i started here mm -hmm. i was just somebody that loved coffee yeah but when they interviewed me i i made uh crystal and dustin interviewed me i made i made a promise to them when they interviewed me that i will i will be the best yeah you know i will do the work and i will and that's what i've done i've i've plowed through the research and yeah. watch you know it's it's great nowadays because oh, yeah. we have youtube and oh, stuff yeah. like that available i've plowed through so the research i've yeah. done the, the 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 practice and i still do it you know i buy a couple bags of crappy beans just to go home and and grind and, and yeah. try and do different things or yeah. pour latte art uh, or, you know, just really try and perfect things. I don't, I don't like it when somebody comes in and be like, oh, this is good, but, you know, so-and-so over here is, is doing, doing <laughs> yeah. this and doing that. And I say, well, I can't do that. I want to, I want to be the guy yeah, that's doing that stuff. Yeah. I want to figure Get it out. Of the curve. Yeah. Say, hey, this is going on over in Seattle or this right. is going on in, uh, on the East coast. Yeah. Let's, get, let's figure out how to do that. Right. You know, so. Typically how that comes from us is not as pure as like coffee culture is doing this. Mostly it's, I ordered this drink at Starbucks and I'm wondering if you can imitate this. <laughs> oh, well, in Starbucks. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Let's talk you want to talk it. about Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> Starbucks likes to think that they can take traditional coffee names and apply it to whatever the hell they want to. 
If you go to Starbucks and you order a macchiato, we both know you're not yeah. getting a macchiato. No, exactly. You're getting a caramel vanilla yeah. frappe with or extra latte. extra freaking caramel on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It has nothing to do with the little dot of, yeah. of crema that marks the froth of the milk at yeah. all, which is a true macchiato because yeah. those of you that don't know at home, <laughs> macchiato means marked in Italian. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's there is a little bit of being... Uh, a Starbucks It's like, oh, that, that name works well with focus groups. Let's, That's exactly let's apply it to yep, our sugary drink yep. over here. People <laughs> like, feel fancy it? when they say yeah. this. Well, yeah, but you're <laughs> But not, you're saying the wrong word, right, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that said, we sell the heck out of macchiatos, and I yeah. just make them the way the market wants me to, you know? I, you know, and that's what I always ask. Do you want a Starbucks one or do you want yeah, a real one? You right. know? And if they don't know the difference, then <laughs> it's I Starbucks. offer to tell them. Yeah. You know, and uh, once they know, then... Then they can make an educated yeah. choice, and educated choices are always the best. Right. Yeah. So. No, precisely. Uh, so Starbucks, I think I just heard the opening date, but I promptly forgot it. Um, their their building is built in Farmington. Right. And so we've kind of got this like you know what's going to happen kind of sure. mentality with with our shop right now. Um, uh, well, you guys are craft brew too, though, I'm right? You know, yeah, so. I mean, more craft than yeah. Starbucks, so, for sure. The way we saw it, I mean, we've got a little distance between us and them, you know, which is a bit of more of a buffer than, say, you yeah. guys. But I kind of see it as, it's like McDonald's. You can always get a coffee at McDonald's. Right. You know, uh, if you got to have quick and you got to have fast, okay, well, there it is. Right. But if you want good. Right. If you want good, if you're if you care about coffee, if you care about the source your products are coming from, right. you're gonna come to us. Yeah. You know, you're gonna go see you guys. Yeah. You know, you're gonna um, get that experience that comes right. with it. And that's where I hope the COVID stuff can die down. Which yeah. you know, because it's that selling the atmosphere is a you massive bet. advantage over i mean although like the starbucks aesthetic is very clean and very sure. well inviting and warm and you know kind of hits that that coffee culture uh in the corporate creative. way yeah in yeah, the corporate, in the corporate, way, corporate exactly. way i think well i mean that's kind of how the bowtie barista thing came mm. about you know it was when i saw the kind of aesthetic of the shop here it felt something homogenous yeah. that would fit in with it and it, it just kind of took off. So, you know, you you walk into a true coffee shop, you want that experience. There's there's things you expect in a bar for from a barista. You know, there's there's kind of a lot of us baristas have a certain look. Right. Yeah. You know, we we kind of uh, I don't I don't know. It's just you're getting a great cup of coffee, and you're also getting the experience of seeing that cup of coffee be crafted for you. Yeah. So, uh, and, and typically, the person behind the espresso machine uh, has some talent. Right. And uh, that's kind of cool to watch. I always thought, you know, baristas, man, that's what they do is cool. Yeah. You know, that's oh, a cool 100%, thing. 100%. Did you see the, uh, speaking, we talked about Amazon before we went on, uh, or maybe we talked about it on here, but did you see the thing on Amazon? I think it's just called Baristas or something, and it's about the World Barista Championship. Yes. That was a beautiful documentary. It was unbelievably good. It was so good. It was unbelievably good. Did you see the, uh, I believe he was, I think he was South Korean, the guy that won it this past year. His was art. Was he in the documentary? But, no, okay, he, he not, was not. not but in, yeah. uh, uh, I follow him on Instagram and I mm. can't remember his name. Mm. Anyway, 
his art is amazing. No Some kidding. of this fine, detailed stuff. You, you know, I mess with with like the foam sculpting. I can do that stuff pretty well. And I, and as far as latte art goes, kind of you know your basic stuff, tulips and roses and stuff. I yeah. can make that stuff. But this guy is crafting like these intricate unicorns <laughs> and Pegasus and whales and you know, and he's it's it's just how yeah. you know the the time it takes and you know he talks about practicing for weeks and weeks and months at one design to be able to pour it so quickly because you know how quick you've got to yeah before your foam settles and you're now oh, you're yeah. done you know yeah. so uh it's no it's, it's such a dance i mean it's it such really a, is yeah it really is and especially for something that's just an aesthetic it yeah. doesn't change the way your drink tastes no nope. you know but uh it is you know it's it's a crowd pleaser yeah people like this oh they love it yeah. uh i was shocked in that documentary speaking of crowd pleasers by how uh there was like three of the guys or a few of them had as like they could choose like three drinks to make for the judges or whatever right. a few of them had like nitro infused or it seemed yep. that that was way more prominent which is crazy because we have the the whipped cream canisters you know yeah yeah and Here that's what they're all that's what they're infusing the not and i remember getting the canister and mm -hmm. i had a little booklet with it and it was like oh you can make all these different drinks and, and i was like what is it like who does right. this kind of stuff i'm not gonna make a bunch of nitro we had nitro cold brew for a short time our f original coffee supplier which i'm not gonna say their name because they sell it at gas stations but they had like <laughs> a line that was for specialty coffee right. shops poorly invested in line throughout the whole right. corporation but anyway that's neither here nor there but they uh it was hilarious so they gave us this whole like kegerator essentially sure with, with the nitro infusion like a single mm -hmm. sort of thing and uh whenever we had discontinued with them like two years later they came back like looking for all the parts and pieces of it i think they ended up getting the cabinet but we still had like huge chunk of it right. somewhere else hidden uh, and we had changed locations in that time so dude that, so it was really probably my door open in the back right now I can have it back but that door's not going to stay <laughs> yeah you know? dude yeah i don't know what to do about that <laughs> no but i like nitro stuff man oh yeah man. you know it's really cool especially when you're doing nitro nitro brew just straight black coffees yeah you know, cold coffees Nitrogen gas has such a sweet taste to mm -hmm. it, you know, so you get this, you're drinking a black cold coffee with, you know, if you make cold brew right, yeah, should be smooth and not bitter. Right. And then that, that gas, it pours like a draft beer yeah. and that people call it carbonation, but it's nitrogenation, right. uh, gives this sweet element. So you have this sweet coffee drink. Yeah. But there's no actual sweet in it. Right. So it's like zero calories. Yeah, it's great. Zero fat. Folks. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's good for you, and it you know it, it looks like a draft beer, and you're drinking coffee. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's we cool just thing. got uh, so we started doing pizza like two years ago. I hear or you guys something. have great pizza. It's really good pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we. I mean, this this guy was coming in the shop, and he was actually getting cold brew every morning, and him and I just got to talking, and he said, "Oh yeah, I lived in France for a while," and he had a crazy story. Like, ended up his mom got cancer, so he had to come back from France, and um, he's 41 as, as well. Uh, but he, uh, he said, I make really good pizza. I, I, that's all I did in France was just, you know, kind of hack at my pizza recipe right. and blah, blah, blah. So, so he started, so whenever we moved locations, we bought the building that was, uh, that used to be Bauhaus coffee. Did, were you around Farmington at, at you 10 know, years ago or anything? Yeah. Um, I knew Farmington uh -huh. a little bit, but I, there was a lot of that that I didn't experience. Mm -hmm. Especially ten years ago, because yeah. my kids were younger, there wasn't a whole lot of yeah. doing a lot of stuff, and 
But yeah, I know some of it. Yeah. yeah so anyway, uh, well, I don't know. Oh, so we we ended up getting this like a year ago, right before COVID hits. This was like February. My my buddies uh, run the Sugar Fire in Farmington, so yeah. they're kind of related to the guy who started the original Sugar Fire, but. They opened that up. They got a beer tap in there, like six keg beer mm-hmm. tap. And then they were just not moving much beer. And when they did, it was usually bottles. So they're right. like, okay, we need to get rid of this. At the time, we had been doing like a few trivia nights and concerts and stuff. And so we're like, hey, like six tap kegerator, like we'll take it. Right. You know, and they gave us a really good deal on it. Well cheaper than any, you know, restaurant supplier or even used stuff. Sure. So it's been sitting in the in the garage for a year now because <laughs> like, i mean yeah covid shuts everything right. down like okay we're not going to be selling right. a lot of draft beer at the time but i've heard that the nitro hookups for those are like really simple to do they, they're yeah but from what i've seen it's pretty straightforward yeah you know you're switching from just carbon to nitrogen yeah you know? so um but yeah i mean nitro is is a big summertime thing oh, too yeah. so hopefully this covid thing you know, starts easing back. We get yeah. shots in arms and people relaxing. That could be big for you guys. Yeah. You know, we had, we've talked about doing it here quite a bit. Yeah. We're a little smaller demographic. Uh, our demographic here also is a little uh, little more advanced in age. Yeah. You know, uh, so we kind of have to tailor to those needs. But, you know, we are, we're coffee snobs too. We want to we do some of the fun stuff too. Right. And, we really think, especially with with this bike park coming in. Yeah. So talk. We didn't talk on the air about that. No, we did not. Yeah. So yeah. so that yeah. When you said advanced aging, I'm thinking that could really change when you get that culture sure. moving through here. For sure. You know, it it may still be seasonal. You know, um, I'm not sure how around year round they'll do some of these bike races and stuff. But when they're here, you know, we're talking hundreds of riders. That's you know, at huge, a time in this man. town, it's way huge. You know, and those guys are all. 20s yeah. teens and 20s oh you know so you'll have uh, a line out the door coffee culture every yeah morning, man. i'm excited yeah. i am excited and uh i think that that's really going to uh allow the shop if if they choose to to expand yeah um in in their product line and yeah. what we do here uh i think it'll allow myself and my brand the bowtie barista brand to to grow and expand and reach more people yeah um and and just kind of show that small town middle america we're doing some pretty cool things in coffee here too so yeah and that's the that's the thing about coffee culture is it seems to reward and kind of like embrace the outsiders, people doing things differently, people sure. experimenting. And then I think there's this really cool kind of visceral thing that, um, you know, uh, we're, we're small town folks right? running businesses in small towns. It's right. like there's something so pure about it. I feel like, you know... The fundamentals haven't really changed in 500 years of running a coffee shop. Right. Whereas if you go to any other profession, I mean, what a what an attorney does today compared to what an attorney did 400 years ago, very different. What a doctor does today compared to you know bloodletting 300 (laughs) years ago, it's like it's they're very they're fundamentally almost. Oh, I got a splinter. Well, you're gonna lose that finger. (laughs) Yeah, say goodbye. That's it. You're done. You might live through it. (laughs) (laughs) Here, drink drink some whiskey and we'll get you through this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! What are, here's some mercury. <laughs> <laughs> this this shit, Just drink this. 
Dude, uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on when you will uh, reopen? This is kind of the dilemma we're having. We, we still haven't opened for seating. And we're on the square, and the two other restaurants on the square are completely back, totally right. open. No masks, no, no, you know, whatever. Do right. your thing. Like, we we're, were, still, we're still, like, we're, we were so carry-out oriented anyway that sure. we just, we kind of recovered. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people shifted around i think the beginning of the pandemic freaked a lot of people out so for a couple sure. of our baristas left town like just gone right. you know so it worked out for us we kind of condensed down and just hunkered down and right. kind of whatever but now it's sort of at that moment where it's like okay we really do need to re-engage get a toe back indoor. in the water yeah. yeah i mean but it's a yeah it's a disorienting sort of thing to figure out our town has been real supportive you know and and kept going they they understand the need to uh um, you know, to kind of stay grab and go, uh, you got to think, you know, if someone has been exposed, they, they grab and go, it minimizes how much oh, time so they're in much. here. Yeah. Uh, the downside is, of course, we have a music venue here. Yeah. And it's where we're sitting. It's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we love it. It's right now, it's just not being utilized. And, yeah. We miss the music. Yeah. We miss our, our community being here and being and able to hang out And you guys doing that us. a couple times a month or once yeah, a month? Yeah, you know, or, at least once a month. Yeah. Or every, we'd have some bands in and, yeah. uh, you know, we'd do movie nights where people that's would awesome. think we did the, the Harry Potter movies. Cool. And, and man, that's fun because people come in costume. We yeah. do trivia. And, yeah. Um, we did a, a silent um, silent film. We did Nosferatu cool. uh, for Halloween. and. A uh, very talented friend of mine named Corey King played the musical Overture. Oh man, yeah, that's cool! Overture to the entire what movie. What an experience, on man! It was—it's really cool stuff that they put together here. A and, small, uh, pretty conservative town has yeah. that type of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you've got something to do on yeah. a Friday or Saturday night, you know, and it's. It's quality entertainment. It won't break the bank. Yeah. And you come come down. And you're gonna get some good food, right. some good coffee. Right. Um, you know, and so we miss that. I know. We're, we're itching to get back to it, but we also, you know, everybody wants to be responsible. We right. don't want to be ground zero. No, exactly. You know, we Shutting don't, down yeah. for two weeks because, yeah, the outbreak well, started here. I don't know what right. happened, you yeah, know. You know, and you, you personally, I don't know if a place could survive shutting down mm -hmm. for two weeks every mm -hmm. other week. Right. And then, you know, certainly don't want anybody, us to be the cause of anybody right. getting sick, you right. know. And cause we, we do care about the people in our community. Yeah. And, um you know, we just we want to we want to be safe. It's it's tough to strike that balance between safe and um, you know still able to survive yeah. financially. Uh, fortunately, I'm not in a role here where I have to headache that yeah, a whole exactly. lot. But yeah. I certainly feel for those that that have right. that role with us because I I know it can't be easy. And um, but but doing just just trying to do what's right and, and, and to keep things going and keep people safe you know it's, it's tough right now but our community is, is great you know we have a lot of teachers every morning people on their way to yeah. work they they come out and they support us and they're understanding and they're excited for us to get back and open and uh you know we're excited too but they understand but, you know that's been i guess pretty hard for me as a barista, you and I both know the coffee house has got a magic window in the morning. Yeah. People come in and when they sit and they hang out, they start drinking coffee and say you're, you open your doors at 8 o'clock in the morning. And people come in, they sit and they're drinking their coffee. 
and by 8 30 9 o'clock the noise level comes up yep. by by 9 30 you know it's at a loud hum yeah. with all the conversation yeah. and it's it's this beautiful, oh, it's beautiful orchestra of life and interaction and, and community that is just amazing oh it's amazing you know so i miss that i yeah. miss that that too is the connection to the Parisian coffee houses, sure. to the you know to the Dutch coffee houses and the the scientific revolutions that started in these things. Sure, and like that's and I think it's it's like the juxtaposition of these small towns. A lot of them, you know, Farmington, Farmington's downtown. If you go back 15, 20 years, I mean, it was getting pretty dilapidated in some sure. spots, and it still is in some spots. Sure. You know, so it's like. Um, I'm a pretty sort of environment, environmentally focused, as in I'm very affected by the environment around me. For type sure. Of, type For of, sure. I think everyone is, but I think some people are a little more sensitive than others. Yeah, probably. absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, man, you, as a young person growing up in a town, in, in exploring the little rural communities around, you start to really cling on to these places that represent right. life and vitality right. and conversation and, you know, growth, change, movement, different ideas. Like, that's, you You live and die by that in a for small sure. town. Well, you know, it's very nourishing for, um, you know, call it your your soul or mm. uh, your, your inner psyche. It just really is, is, is nourishing to be kind of feel tied in mm -hmm. with your community and, and, and have that camaraderie. I mean, right. we are a communal species, yeah. you know, um, so, so being a part of that or, or being the person at the helm of the espresso machine, you know, yeah. that's, that's providing that, that culture. It, yeah. it feels good. You yeah. know, it's, it's almost like being an orchestra, you know, a, a conductor yeah. in an orchestra, you know, you're yeah. bringing up the the life and uh you know the way people interact with each other here man it just it feeds me so much good on so many levels mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so and struggling with ptsd and anxiety for as long as i did you know there was a point that one at one point i didn't leave my house for like two years wow um it took some time to get out and kind of feel connected and you know, when I was in the military, I felt like I was doing an important job. Right. After I got out, every job I had was not important. Oof. It just didn't mean anything. This has felt important in a way that I haven't felt in a wow. long time. I feel tied to something that matters, or at least very much matters to me. And uh, it... It's it's heavy almost, you know. It yeah, just I got really chills, man. is is uh it's been good for me in a lot of levels, for sure. For sure. So. That's beautiful, man. Well thanks. Yeah. I mean, just, that's yeah. that's very cool. I uh, I think uh, I think that's what coffee culture is and I I'm amazed by um, by a lot of the folks that you do see that are going through some really heavy stuff who start sure. to become regulars at a coffee shop. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's, I've literally lost count of uh, the amount of times where, you know, somebody's come in and, you know, uh, my son took his life a few nights ago or, or right. you know, or, or whatever it is, you know, there was an accident, there was this, there was that. Sure. And you start to, when you're totally tuned in to the pulse of Absolutely. a community like that, it's, it's such a... Uh, you know, we live in this age of, uh, you know, 
every mega you know VC backed uh, multi billion dollar corporation is just trying to extract data anywhere they can find right. it. You know, <laughs> and it's like you're like you said, you're at the helm in a coffee shop, and you start to realize you're tuned into this emotional data, For sure. this this whole emotional pulse of a community that is. You know, no no company could ever figure out how to extract that right. data. It's well, just I this. Think, yeah, you bring up a good point. You know, there's there's that old saying was it's a barstool counseling. You know, right. People are willing to open up to you, especially if you're a type of person that can build connections. You know, just by remembering what that person right. drinks every day and what how they how they like things a yeah. certain way, and and just showing them some kindness. You yeah. know. Uh, yeah, it goes deeper than just the simple, oh, that's good customer service. Right. It's, it's a deeper type of connection. You know, we got a model here, uh, motto here. It's do good. Mm. You know, it's on our, all of our mm-hmm. AVRC mugs. And uh, we try and do that with everything, but there's so many ways that you can do good every day. Mm. And if that doing good is just being an ear for somebody, right. a lot of people don't understand. They think, well, you're just in customer service, you're in sales. But, you know, sometimes you're a counselor. You know, and sometimes that's counseling grief. Sometimes you're a friend, or, or sometimes you're just an ear. Sometimes you're the whipping post for somebody that's right. aggravated. Right. You know, sometimes you just uh, you just need to be the person that's willing to take that time yeah. and, and interact. And um, it's such a gift when people choose to l- yeah. open their their life to you like that. that yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, you know that feeling. You oh, know, man. It's a cool it's thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it just washes over you and you start to say like, well, damn, like I didn't really want to get up this morning. Right. And come in, but like I see I see what God was doing. Just put you in a place and just sort of leave you there. Right. And amazing stuff can happen. So around let you. me ask you, have you been able to have a bad day in, your, in the coffee shop? Because I have been here almost two years now. and I don't know if I've been able to have a bad day. Here. Yeah. I mean, the only time is uh, when the espresso machine starts acting up. Oh, but but that, that is, that's the only right. bad days I have. Right. Like, that's the dreaded. Like, you know, there's always a, some customer that's yeah. going to come in and you, after they leave, you're going to, you're going to feel more upbeat. You yeah. know, it, it's, I always find something there's, I don't know, man. Maybe it's the communities we yeah. live in. It's a pretty good community. No, so I we, think that's true. So yeah, I think that's a good point. We're sort of mirroring back the community to sure, itself. But sure. but it's such a it's such an interesting slice. And the reason I think that coffee shops are pretty unique, and this is like I've sat at you know, I've sat at city meetings arguing for hey, you guys need to respect like our parking situation more because we'll get clogged up with like. If, if the courthouse is having a busy day, right. there's like no one can right. pop into our shop because it's like for three blocks, you can't get a spot. So, but what we, uh, what I'll argue is like, look, we're microtransactional. You know, the guy who lives at the sort of like residential care home, uh, you know, that's sort of up the block, he, uh, he can come in with his dollar seventy five and get a cup of coffee or, right. or whatever it is. I don't know, I mean, you know, but it's like, you can, you can reach such a, much broader segment of the culture than most like uh, small town businesses but you're also sort of like you have this aspirational like uh, this elevated culture like sure. like we've talked about for the first yep. 30 minutes of this you know it's like you're tapping 
you know, the everyday folks into right. these deep cultures that go back hundreds of years that connect them to the farm where the bean was grown right. and the roaster who cared for the bean and, and blah, blah, like all the way through. And it's, you know, compared to Farmington where the only other sort of independently operated places tend to be like, uh, we've got a couple, you know, we've got a steakhouse, we've got, you know, but it's places where you need to go drop 25, 30 bucks, whatever it is, right. you know, whereas the coffee shop is open to all sorts of people and, and people in different sort of phases, they might not be there to sit for 30 minutes. They might be in a hurry. They might be on the way to the hospital. They well, might and you be can be as over. basic or as snobby yeah. as you want, you know, yeah. and there's a dollar amount in there, you yeah. know, and so yeah, for sure. But, I don't know. And it's one of those, at a, a debate with somebody online here a while back, anybody that... Those are fun. Yeah, anybody that knows me at home knows that that is a common occurrence. But, uh, <laughs> I need to friend you on Facebook. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I want to jump in on this, <laughs> yeah. dude. Uh, but, no, you know, sometimes it gets a little heated, but mm -hmm. uh, they were they were talking, she, she said something about, well, well, any old idiot can pour coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait a second. Yeah, that's that's essentially true. And she was talking about uh, running fiber optic cable or something like that. I was like, yes, pouring coffee, sure, you know. But she said the words "any idiot." Yes, <laughs> but you know, so so I kind of expanded what what we do beyond that, and then I reminded her, fiber optics are cool. 500 years from now, there's going to be better technology. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. also still going to be coffee. Yeah. And some idiot still pouring that coffee. So that's beautiful. I mean, it's it. it we, we, I don't know, we're flame bearers in a way. I yes. think it yeah. sounds, I don't know, grandioso, I no, guess. I, but yeah, I think that's exactly right. We are pushing a culture forward and, and handing it on to the next to do it better than yes. us. And you're, you're a torchbearer, but what's interesting about being in a small town is you're also a pioneer. Like, right. to yeah. elevated coffee culture, that's well, never... Well, I am. I mean, the guys that put the coffee well, shop Well, I mean, you're I, carrying it on, I, I you know, every day. I hope I do, I do it justice, I yeah. hope. But. The specialty coffee is, is uh, I mean, for most of my life, it wasn't until, like, uh, partway through my childhood that Farmington got a shop. And Farmington's maybe two times bigger than, than this, than AV, maybe, maybe yeah, even bigger. Yeah, a little bit, it's quite, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, so, but it, it took... It was within my lifetime that, mm -hmm. you know, specialty, which, like you've talked about, is so different than any fast food right. cup of coffee, any diner cup right. of coffee, which is garbage coffee. Oh, man. I'm I sorry. mean, I don't mean, don't you go, mean no, seriously, but, you know, you could go to Casey's and get your Ronco, right. you know, and, and, you know, that's that's coffee. You know, that's drinking coffee as a utilitarian. You know what right. I mean? I need it for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you might as well just take a bite of the caffeine powder. Yeah, or you'll get like, you that instant coffee. And you, yeah. Oh, Lord. But then there's, I don't want to do that to myself. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a person that, I'm, I'm a civilized being. Right. And I want things to taste good. And I want yeah. things to be good, you know. There's that coffee. No, yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, it, for sure. Further evalu uh, uh, valuing the interaction mm -hmm. with, like, local people like yourself, who's baristaing, but also the local entity that's kind of keeping this thing, you know, going. Right. Like, the, interacting with small businesses can be such a pleasurable thing. I think we're in kind of a interesting moment where a lot of small businesses are not, uh, like... There's almost like not skin in the game a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm speaking about more like Farmington's uh, boutique culture. Nobody who 
very few people who run a boutique in Farmington would have any interest in listening to my uh, right, podcast. Right. So I feel kind of safe. I feel like I'm on safe ground. But uh, you're gonna start getting calls now. <laughs> get some get some Facebook arguments right. going, man. Hey, but but call. there is this like there is a sort of frivolity to it, or uh, what's the word? It's like gratuitous, like. Uh, you, whereas the coffee shop, I mean, is a well, we're we're here. We're you're providing that daily dose right. for folks. It's like right. this critical sort of thing. Sure. And when that can be independent, and it's still like uh, appreciated as an absolutely critical. The thing I the tough thing about boutiques is I think there's a lot of interesting things that could be done in in retail in small towns right. for sure. None of none of the boutiques tend to be doing a lot of those kind of experimental things to really stay connected. Right. A lot of times they're pushing, you know, Chinese, Pakistani-made clothes, sure. you know, that they get from their suppliers. But well, yeah, I it's mean... It's a different conversation. <laughs> Let's not know, step on I mean, right. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right, though. It's, it's um, you know, it's these specialty little items in these little boutiques, and it's... I'll be honest with you, I don't know how a lot of those businesses do survive, because you're, when you start taking a demographic and narrowing it down, and then narrowing it down even further, and then even further, you know, kind of where you're selling to this one age group of yeah. one sex or right. one race of people, yes. you know, then how do you do that? Yeah. You know, but a, a coffee yeah. speaks to everybody. It does, it yeah. It speaks to everybody. Even if you don't like coffee, you can come in here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we got other stuff. Yeah. You know, for sure, you know, there's always good food. Or even if you just with some camaraderie yeah. you know you come in and hang out but i i tend to tell everybody if you don't like co coffee it's because you haven't had the right cup of coffee yet yeah because i think i think you gave me time i could get everybody you oh, know yeah. uh, it's amazing when you make somebody a, a sweet latte like if right. they've never had one before they're like what is this right what's going on it's yeah. like well that that smoky back in there that's you like coffee right. as long as you dress Man, it up now starbucks is awful no we agree on that <laughs> starbucks is awful yeah. let me tell you why and let me show you a better way to do it yeah. you know but yeah you, people starbucks is huge and let's say you know, let's maybe not even single them out but a lot of the big coffee places yeah. duncan and yeah. stuff they're 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 big Duncan's footprint slowly getting bigger in the Midwest, right. but yeah. And that leads to some unfortunate things for them. You know, they have to mass source beans, which yeah. then changes how things roast. And uh, so you end up with this, you know, when you roast beans of different size from different places, the little beans are over roasted, yeah. the big beans are under roasted, yeah. and all you're going to get is that hard, bitter flavor. Yeah. And that's why Starbucks coffee tastes the way it does. Yeah. It just is what it is. There are some people... Um, especially if you grew up on grandma and grandpa's percolator. Right. That's coffee. Yeah. That's what that's they what think of as coffee. Yeah, go for it. And if that's your thing, power to you. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be what coffee is. Yeah. Coffee can be something that is just so broad spectrum and so um, just diverse right. in its palate. Yeah. You know, it can be a beautiful experience with this, a light roast that is sweet and fruity and yeah. tart and yeah. then a, a dark roast that is robust and yeah. oaky and yeah. maybe even a little floral tasting you know you can you can have this complex beautiful palette uh that i think anybody can find a little niche yeah. to work into yeah so, what they like yeah. yeah for sure there's a few shops uh 
man, the name escapes me this, of this particular shop, but uh, I uh, they only do pour overs. They're a West Coast shop. I think I think it's like I was in the same article I was reading about them. I was talking about uh, Mark Zuckerberg loves this particular one, so there's there's one of them on the Facebook campus or whatever. But they only do pour overs, and it's like. Uh, a lot of them, uh, they serve it with like mint leaves. They don't have an espresso right. machine on the premises, you know. Right. So it's like, it's like you sort of pick out your bean, or if you want them to, like, I guess blend a couple to to do the pour over. Right. And that, they've got a cool little like three or four bay pour over station that they're just banging. Are they running the at. autos or the? No, they're like they're. I think just they're regular. They're, hand yeah, pour? I think That's they're awesome. hand pouring them. Yeah, yeah. and it's. Uh, Man, I'll, I'll send you the name later, but but uh, yeah, there's like that's cool, and that kind of gives me a projection of like that could be the future. I can't imagine people getting away from espresso. Espresso is I so unique either. and so good. If you're on the West Coast, there's a I mean, there's like there's drive-through shops every few feet. It seems sure. like out there, so I'm sure they're fine. Well, every you know, a lot of people their intro into liking coffee comes in the form of the lattes. They mm -hmm. want. That vanilla, that yep. they want that sugar right. with it, and then like we had talked about before, with with your brain not just craving the caffeine, it starts associating that taste with it. So I don't see how you get away from the flavored stuff. Yeah, I, you know, and I'd hate to see that go too because right. there's so much fun you can have with oh, it. Oh yeah, you know, I get a kick out of making seasonal drinks here, seeing how kind of crazy or how. Uh, what flavors work together, you know? And uh, I'm doing one right now I call Bon Bon. And man, people are, are nuts about it, really? you know? And it, it's pretty straightforward and easy to make. But, yeah. uh, you know, when you can come up with the these ideas that people like, it's, it's really cool. And there's, of course, going to be those of us that are, you know, I'm a black coffee guy. Yeah. And so I love things, uh, hand-brewed, Chemex, uh, even I got a, a French press at home. You yeah. know, I like that aspect of seeing how good I can get just the base product. To right. Be. Yeah. But I totally Spoken understand. Like a true barista, dude. I, oh, I think. But I totally understand the need to make it your own too. Yeah. Get that that sugar. You know, my yeah. wife won't touch a black cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, and she's got to have that French vanilla latte. Yeah. That's her thing. You know, she loves it, but. By golly, that's what it's got to be, yeah. you know, so make it your own. Yeah. Make it your own. I'm, I'm power to you. I'm 50-50. I, uh, I drink a lot of Americanos and I drink a I lot of, uh, yeah. I drink a lot of vanilla lattes. Yeah. I, you know. I go way back on the vanilla lattes. Vanilla lattes just, are good. Yeah. I think they're good. I, I'm an old school mocha guy. Yeah. You know, oh, back, dude, mochas are so good. Back in the day, you know, I hated Starbucks. Not much has changed since, mm -hmm. but, you know, if I had to, I'd go in Give me that mocha, yeah. that mocha frap, because I yeah. know they're going to chocolate the hell out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cover up all that bitterness, yeah. you know? Milkshake so, with a little energy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You know, whatever that coffee flavor is they use. <laughs> coffee flavor. Yeah, you get, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's your coffee, it's your flavor. <laughs> Isn't the coffee, yeah. Right? It's like we, we've got a few people who come in and say, I just want to, you know, I'll have a frappe, and I'll say, like, when you flavor in that, well, coffee flavor, you know? Right. Like, all right, I got you. Right. I got you. I need a 14 pump. <laughs> Uh, you know, do you ever get uh, salted caramel, whatever? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good look. Yeah, you no, there's, don't want to taste there's one lady who will order with uh, she just she just started coming in uh, a while back, not very long ago, and she asked for like three pumps of sugar free something, sugar free flavor, and then 10 sugars. 
I'm just like, what are we what? doing here? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Ten sugars. So she wants that saccharin bittery yeah. bitterness, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't. That's mostly sugar. I is mean, that, is that cancel culture? Is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, that is. That is going that's on what we're, we've gotten wow. to the bottom of. Oh it, Oh my god, it's the root of it. There it least. is. Have pop. you ever ordered a mocha in like a foreign country where they give you like the hunk of chocolate and you sort of like poke it in there and like melt so it? in there? So I had one where they they set a coffee wafer on top. And the steam melted the chocolate down into it. Oh, that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that was a cool thing. Yeah, messy, but yeah. you know they, they had them that fit the, the top of their cup. That's Germany cool. does that. They do a, a stroop waffle coffee in yeah. Germany, where they'll bring you out a cup of coffee and throw one of those stroop waffles yeah. on top. Well, that coffee then heats your waffle. Yeah, well, you got breakfast and, and a beverage, you know, and yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Oh yeah. And anytime you can give me food with something, oh, I'm all about. Yeah, let's Come do it, on, baby. Let's eat. You know, in Germany, uh, I stayed there like. I think three months or so years ago, but uh, a, a cool thing they did that I've always kind of wanted to figure out how to do, but there's not a really easy way to do it. But they would, uh, with every cappuccino, ich hätte gern ein cappuccino. It's like the only German phrase I think I remember. I would like <laughs> cappuccino. Right? But they would uh, put a chocolate covered espresso bean with like, or one, uh, sometimes two or three, you know, yeah. like throw them on the saucer that you would get with yeah. your thing. And I'm just oh, like, man. I love those. Like, those are so good. I, th I think. Uh, It'd be a really cool shtick for a shop to just be throwing one of those in with it. It'd be it'd cost you nothing. I mean, right. We're back on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Costa, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Uh, my sister-in-law actually. You know, I I think I had a a stop over there once in the military, but mm. there's a few places I went where I didn't get to do anything. Mm. Now just my sat on a base or something. Well, we'd stop and refuel. You um, know. Uh, well, but were you in the army or the Air Force? Air Force. Yeah. Uh, my sister-in-law went to Costa Rica as an exchange student, and when she came back, she brought some coffee, chocolate-covered espresso beans, and holy <laughs> cow, holy cow, uh, they the were danger zone. Oh man. my gosh! And I've had them from other places. In fact, just down the road in Caledonia, there's a little place you can get them, and they're they're really good. Is that the market or? Yeah, there's a little candy shop okay. right there. I think someone's actually put a coffee shop in there. Cool, too. good yeah. to hear, man. Uh, but. Um, but man, just uh, you know, those those are two things that would just always go well: coffee and chocolate. Yeah, and that's kind of because coffee's got a little bit of a chocolate aspect to oh, it yeah. too. So, um, geez, you know. No, my go-to line whenever somebody's like deliberating on uh, buying, we got little bags of uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans, like by the the register, and. I'll always jump into like, yeah, you got to be careful with those. I used to tell, that's what I used to, that's what got me through college or right, whatever, you know? Right, And it's true. There was definitely a few nights where you start snacking on those. Like it's, sure. like it's a, like it, like they're peanut M&Ms or something. And you forget that. And you forget you're dosing? freaking wired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's 3 a.m. Yep. in the morning and it's like, oh, geez. Oh, this is better than vibrant. <laughs> it's true, man. Have you guys done any of the, uh, like here, I occasionally I do a mocha chip wrap. Where uh, I'll throw a few coffee beans in the blender. Oh, that's brilliant! Oh man, people love it. You know what's what's we, we do like a Java. I guess we call it a Java, a Java chip. chip. That's it. Yeah. Which my I I'm always careful. I mean, we sort of say things, but if you put anything down that Starbucks has copyrighted, I know right. you'll get some season desist. Which I think it'd be kind of cool to have a season desist or from two Starbucks? from Starbucks just to yeah. hang on the wall. You we know? ought to write up one about their damn macchiato and yeah, like, quit, quit calling it that shit. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> we uh, we uh, what was our, what were we talking? Sorry. Oh yeah, the Java chip. No, what's crazy is I worked at a. Borders before they went out of business, and I worked in the the right when I moved to St. Louis when I was eighteen. I was going to Umsel up there, 
and uh, we would make a vanilla bean, and in the vanilla bean, we would pour just like not too many, but just enough coffee ground, like coffee, like ground up coffee, mm-hmm. I guess, to give it like the the look of the vanilla bean. Right. Without, and I guess like it really didn't add much flavor. I guess it was a certain amount that we did or whatever, just to like sell the vanilla bean side sure. of it, which was weird because at the time, like Seattle's Best had been bought by Starbucks. So there was this weird sort of like, certainly Starbucks is aware of how all these recipes are right. being done and stuff. Right. But, um, but yeah, supposedly they were run differently from from them. But uh, but no, we'll do the Java chips a bunch. And um, I uh, chocolate and coffee is so good. Yeah, I mean, for it's sure. so good. For sure. Well, there's something about... We all know as, as baristas, frappes are nobody's favorite to make. Right. You know, they're yeah. time-consuming. And, yeah. You know, but it's definitely one of those things that you can get very crafty with. Right. And there's something about adding, like, chocolate chips and blending them up. And then, you know, when the, when the people take a drink of it, and that those chocolate chips kind of melt on their yeah. tongue with that, that frozen stuff. And then... Um, people get excited about trying the, oh, you got a new flavor? Yeah. Oh, you're doing chocolate strawberry this, chocolate covered yeah. strawberry? Like, I gotta try that. Yeah. Coffee with strawberry, you know? Yeah. You know, so. Coffee, strawberry, and 10,000 calories. Yes. Enjoy. Yes. <laughs> like, have a great I mean, time. you're not gonna lose weight doing this, <laughs> but by golly, you're gonna love every minute of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, Dude, we, uh, still to this day, like, one of our biggest performing Facebook posts was, like, two years ago, Halloween, we rolled out like three different sort of spooky frappes. Right. With, and I think we we had some drizzles that we dyed or or whatever. We might have actually we might have actually uh, did the food coloring in the whipped cream, yep. which is cool. And I I don't know why we don't do that like oh, every day. Yeah, like a different we do color. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it gives it a really cool effect. I've been to places where just they throw a different color in every day just for something you know. Different. So not this past Halloween, but the Halloween before. This past one I did it, but I did a little different. But I I do one called Witch's Brew. Cool. And it's kind of the dyed cream. It's it's yeah. kind of based on a cold foam. Yeah. Uh, but you throw some pop rocks in it. Oh, cool. And it makes the to drink bubble. Oh you like a cold gosh, drink. Gosh, dude. You know, so then you can hand this out, and you've got this froth at the top, and the drink is bubbling at the bottom. That's nuts. So I mean, you guys try it out if you dude, want to. But we, it, it's, we carry it's pop fun. rocks too, so that's a yeah. really interesting idea. It's, it's a cool thing. Well, and there's all sorts of online. Uh, recipes for taking pop rocks and making drink bombs wow. where you press them down tight and you could toss them in a drink and then it'll fizz really really good you wow. know um and so you get this bubbling so how do you keep it, how do you keep it together without there, activating them uh so it's like a drink bomb i think there's a mixture of like some cornstarch type stuff okay yeah but uh you just press it together and, you know, the little dime or quarter machines, I guess, now at stores that they yeah. get the little toy. Yeah. You press them real tight inside those balls and that compacts it. You wow. Know, you're crushing them up, of yeah. course, too. So then when you throw it in the drink, it dissolves very rapidly. Yeah. Which causes it to bubble quite a bit. That's so super cool, man. It's, it's kind of a neat thing. We did uh, that one last year, uh, this past Halloween and the Halloween before. Wow. And that was one I came up with. I was, yeah. I was pretty... I don't know, excited about it. Yeah. It, you know, it flavored it to taste like a candy apple and yeah. call it good. Oh, that's a great seasonal apple flavoring. Yeah, that you know, time. caramel and the Granny Smith apple, you know. Yeah. And people, you know, coffee with that? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And you, this last year I did it with, uh, have you heard, uh, you know what a fashionable is where you have the uh, your cold coffee and ginger ale or seltzer water? Wow. That's how I did it this year because you wow. have the sparkling yeah. seltzer. 
you know, and uh, we I based it off that drink. And then you just can dye it whatever fun colors you want. Yeah. Throw a little colored cold foam on the top, and yeah. it, it gives this cool spooky witchy. When did you guys start doing cold foam? Uh, last summer. Okay, I that's about that's almost the same mm. time. We finally broke. Like we were getting too many people asking for it. It's like, such you know. a huge seller. Yeah. I mean, I make as many of those a day as I do frappes now. No kidding. It's it's a big one. And wow. I don't know, we've stretched out into, we started out with just like the salt cream. Yeah. And now we do everything from mocha cold foams to, to your golden latte, our turmeric cold foams. You yeah. Know? Um, we give a shout out to one of the owners, Crystal Buck, when everyone comes in and orders uh, the Crystal's coffee, which hers is kind of just the straight coffee, you yeah. know, no flavor in the coffee. But then turmeric and, and sea salt in the cream. That is wild. Turmeric's a great thing, you know. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so good. good for you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so we, we have a, a lot of A different flavor, though, that's not traditionally no, associated. No, it, you definitely got to understand it's a holistic yeah. thing. And yeah. it, is, it is not, it's a spice yeah. more than a flavor, right. you know. So, but, man, it's, people like that. And yeah. Cold foams are so cool. Yeah. You know, it's like looking at a science experiment while yeah. drinking your drink, yeah. you know, and it works off the science of densities and the cream, you know, when they're meant to be drank not through a straw, but if, you know, of course, just from the top so yeah. that you get the coffee slide under the cream and pull a little bit of the cream with it. So it's a, they're, they're really cool. And people, people like gimmicks. Yeah. So it's gimmicky. And good at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's the best and that's world. yeah. I mean, sort of unlike a frappe. That's where I mean, right. uh, frappes no, are. Still. We talked about how good those are, but this is that that can really slide in as like a traditional For snobby sure. coffee drink. For sure. Yeah. When you can get as finicky as you want, you know, frappe. You always think of it as that, that's your milkshake people. You know, yeah. that's, I want a, I want a milkshake with coffee. Yeah. Uh, the the cold foam is just fun. You yeah. Know? It's cool and. The, the fact that the drink dynamic changes the longer you have it, too, you know, because the cream starts to melt and it starts looking like wet paint running down the inside. Yeah, I love that look. Incorporates more and more. So every drink, if you take your time, every drink is a little different. It's a new yeah. experience. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of a neat concept. So I like them. I think they're cool. Yeah. I think you just proved why... Uh why coffee nerds are important for society. (laughs) I I mean, just the the endless, the endless, uh, art, art, you know, that you can apply to, to coffee drinks is is crazy. And no one, it's so hard to imagine. People don't do that a lot of times in small towns. We do it with craft beers sometimes, you know, but that's, you know, that it's craft beer and craft coffee tends to be how people start thinking about life differently and realizing there's a lot more complexity, I, I think that's that's spot on. I think a lot of, you know, we're at the point where we think of, you have beer, you have these pilsners and IPAs and stouts, you know, people see it as all these different things, but coffee's that too. Yeah. You know, it's it, a lot of people still think that coffee is just coffee, but no, it is, you know, it, it's... It's like you talked about with so. wine. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A more, uh, more than double twice the number of different flavor flavor profiles you can get from coffee than, than what wine is. So uh, actually just saw that. I was watching a, um, how it's made. Cool. They did one on, you know, on coffee and they yeah. talked about the different, how, how broad uh, the flavor profiles can be coffee versus wine. Yeah. So I was like, wow, you know, and you know, you know, as well as I do, 
you never know everything about coffee. Yeah. You know, you can be a barista a hundred years, you can be a barista a year. You're going to learn something new the next day. Yeah. And the next day you're going to come in and learn something new again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know? you're getting so, it from all sides. The absolutely. market's telling you something different mm-hmm. and you know, the people you're buying your coffee from are telling sure. you something different. Well, and the great thing is, is when you're here and you're making stuff every day and you yeah. get to try it, you're making mistakes too. Yeah. And some of those mistakes turn out pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and I think that kind of helps drive things for us. Like, oh, I, I accidentally put some of this into this mocha. Whoa, that tastes amazing. Yeah. You know, let's call that something. Yeah. You know, and let's get that out to people. Do you so. guys do the, uh, like, uh, spicy mochas regularly? Like the, you know, like Mexican hot chocolates or no, anything like that? No, we haven't gone into that. Again, I think... Um, you know, I haven't had a conversation with the owners to know what their thoughts are, but I, I think that kind of falls in our demographic here. Yeah. You know, there's things like... We've done it off and on over the years. Right. There'll be times where we sort of have, I don't know, even what, chili pepper or something sitting sure. around. I think one time we harvested and crushed some, like, pepper seeds right. that we had grown in the back garden. And that was pretty cool to have that around. But it's it's like i used to really like those like spicy mm. hot chocolates and stuff i don't like them as much anymore so right. i'm a little less passionate to like figure it out Is and it, push it did it do well when you guys did that or? there were people who would get in the flow right. and you know you'd, you'd sell to them three three times a week or something our boba kind of worked that way yeah you know we had these six we had these six white girls <laughs> that loved their boba you know what i mean <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> But that was kind of all we were selling. I yeah. was, it was one of those too weird for here yeah. sort of things. I'm sure you get that in, in farming. Yeah, just too weird for we've here. We've gotten uh, a lot of requests for boba. And then, uh, are you familiar with Pad Thai? Yeah. Yeah. So, so Pad Thai announced over last summer, and I think it was sort of as that, like, hey, uh, quick transactions get people coming in because mm-hmm. they're not all you know coming in to sit down and have dinner. Right. Um, but they. Uh, they they started doing po- boba, so you know I was all over my own my personal social. Mm. Go get boba here, stop. Right. Well, I think yeah. I even made a joke of we get asked about do we have. Have boba you guys tried doing boba? We just never took the. Plunge. It's the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, how I'm does it come? Does it come in jars? So like, yeah, we get the big. You know, the, we did the popping boba here. Okay. So you had the the tapioca beads that yeah. inside had a flavor yeah. to them. Pearl, the color yep. or something. Yep, yeah. and. Uh, and then you know you you get your boba tea mixes in. It's a it's a milk tea. And first of all, you really got to have a passion for milk tea to like milk teas. Yeah. Uh, you know some of them would, to me personally, uh, there was one in particular that tasted like you were drinking the milk out of the bottom of Fruit Loops. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's not necessarily I want a big cup of that. Yes, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'll have a sip. <laughs> I, I was totally on board for some of the popping boba stuff. I actually did yeah. some coffee things with it yeah. uh, that I thought was kind of cool because we got chocolate popping boba, cool. which was cool. Yeah. Um, I was on board with that. But I it's like so, the texture. Like, it's interesting Yeah, experience. it is interesting. It's a cool cool thing. Uh, there's some people just can't handle it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a cool thing. But it's just you have to make green tea, and then you have to make the milk tea portion yeah. of it. And then certain parts have to be at a certain temperature when they're mixed together. And then the boba's got to go in first, and then your ice, and then mix this. So really, it pulls a barista away from that critical inner face-to-face time with with the customer. It was just a big slowdown. And in a shop, you know, this size where it's typically just one barista on, you know, you can back people up real quick, you know. But... 
Yeah, that sensitivity is really critical. And that's something we didn't really talk a ton about, but it's probably something we think about many times a day when you're thinking about new ideas or whatever. It's like, yeah, I mean, you, we've got we've to build products that we can make sure. with the way we're staffing it, with the rushes and the, sure. and the bumps and, and be ready for anything like that. Right. The, there's a shop called Number 9 that's in yeah, Lettington. Yeah. And they've been doing, I think they've had some good success with some of the Pearl. They tend yeah. to have a, a really young, when I go in there, there's a yacht, lot of young people moving mm-hmm. around, which is, which is cool. I mean, we have the, we have all, a, a, it seems like a wider sort of spread. Which, right, we know, guys have the good courthouse, like we have our yeah. courthouse here. You yeah, know, so precisely, dude. You get the lawyers, the judges, and the convicts. You yeah, know, yeah. Everybody's drinking the same coffee. Dude, it's so. the, the convicts all, well, the, the guys who are coming straight from the jail, it, they park right across the street from our shop. Right. And I'll see them getting out so many times, and, like, I do just want to run over with cups of coffee. Right. Here you go, guys. Here you go, <laughs> here. Yeah. It's about, about as good as your day's going to get yeah, right here. Yeah, dude, you know? right? Uh, a lot of people don't know it, but the bow tie, you know, that's that's an homage to Bill Nye. Yeah. It's, Bill Nye was the first person in my life that said, it's okay to ask questions. You don't have to buy uh, maybe the theological things you've been told. You don't have to bastardize yourself for for human emotion you know yeah. you can question things it's okay yeah and uh, in fact it's human yeah in fact that's what it means to be human for sure it's poke at things don't sure. don't accept just what you're fed well as a you know as a kid finally hearing that from somebody growing mm. up in this area it's very oh man very you know protestant a, yeah you know very methodist baptist oppressively you know. religious is almost not too far off uh, of a it's phrase almost to use. not it's it's not that you're not accepted if you're not in the church community yeah. but you're definitely not as tied in if you're yeah. not in the church community and that's that's unfortunate um i just don't ever want to use a, a belief not a fact but a belief to ju- to justify my um judgment of other people right and uh i think that's the key point man i I think so too and i i you know when i was in started college in the military i was definitely a a christian and i thought you know i'll take some theology and see if i can't be the guy that proves it all right yeah boy did i go backwards (laughs) you know it's like oh wait a minute christianity is actually taking stories from uh all these other Mm. religions and and piecing it together for theirs well they take it from I mean, when you look at cavemen worshiping the sun and Christians worshiping the father and the son, there's yeah. a reason those two words are the same. Yeah. You know, how it, you can, it's like looking at fossil records. Right. Seeing how religion has um, evolved. Yeah. You know, over time from sun worship to spirit worship. Right. You know, so. Uh, I well, just, the overlap, uh, I was just reading something about the Sumerian myths and, and mm-hmm. a lot of the, the, you know, Old Testament. And, and that, you know, um, I mean, that, that taps into just so many interesting things about the human story sure. and, and how we tell stories and how for critical sure. stories are. I am definitely not beyond believing that there's a higher power. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was just a really cool report I read on Science Today or, or, or uh, maybe... I can't remember where, but they were talking about that the Big Bang is not so much something that happened as it is something that is continually happening, and it's not like we're exploding from one point, but it's like our reality is expanding out from a deeper reality somewhere else. that's beautiful, man. So if you think about that, 
What is the first part of the Big Bang? It comes from this quantum singularity. A quantum singularity is this infinitely dense, infinitely small mass. However small you think it is, it's actually smaller than that. However dense you think it is, it's denser than that. Yeah. All of time and all of space exist and do not exist within that. Same time. Well, isn't that God? It is everything. It is nothing. It is all of time and no time at all. Yeah. It is everywhere and nowhere at all. That seems omnipotent to me. Yeah. Maybe that's God, you know? So if I wanted to put my finger on a God, it seems like he... A good would, candidate. Yeah, God would be, if God is a being or God is a thing, it would be smart enough to work out how things work with physics yeah. and not magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. 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 And physics, any significantly advanced enough culture presenting themselves to a less advanced culture, it's going to look like what they do is magic anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you know like what I mean? the, the, uh, the, you know, the colonist, uh, the conquistadors with their, with their thunder thunder weapons, sticks, thunder yes. sticks and their, their giant beasts that they're right. they've tamed or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. Um, man, we could jump into <laughs> I mean, a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Coffee will fuel that conversation <laughs> too. That's one of those. Dude, you get, thank you so much yeah, for coming thank on. Thank you uh, for having me. It's fun. I hope that everyone who listens, which may be twenty people or so, but uh, I hope they all go follow you on Bowtie Barista. Sure. Yeah. Stay you in know, touch with you. Come in. Check out. Check out the shop. You know, let me make you a cup of coffee. You yeah. know, uh, beautiful downtown Arcadia Valley. That's right. Man. The Arcadia Valley Roasting Company, right in the middle of Ironton, man. So. Um, Come, come see us. Are you guys, I saw a sign coming into town, and it said, like, 6 p.m. on Friday nights. There's something going on on the square. Uh, picking on the square. Uh, I'm not sure if it's year-round or not, you okay. know, the weather thing, but that yeah. happens quite a bit. Cool. We hope, we hope soon that we can see people back for our, cool. our concerts. You know, before yeah. things ended, you know, we, we had, uh, like, Mike Main and the Branches were, were supposed to come in. And, wow. Um, you know, uh we get to all these really cool the Arcadian Wild they were a fun bunch you know and um, you know we get all these really cool bands that, that come in and then we do a lot a lot of fun shows so hopefully, hopefully we get to do we that we need soon. it back man we need yeah. it back we need it back I miss it thank you dude thank you brother I appreciate you appreciate you
Check, 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 check. Oh, I love the sound. It's got this big room sound. Check, yeah, check. Get the band's going, man. You want to listen to yourself? <clears throat> test, test, checky. Check, check, check. Oh, yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, my radio voice is garbage, but <laughs> I took this film school and video production, and when I was uh, pursuing my second degree in communications, and uh, we had to do a few documentary type things, and it's like, man, I just want to pay somebody to do my voice. Yeah. Not everybody's got a radio voice. <laughs> and you had to do them for class? I had to do them for yeah. class. Yeah. They turned out all right. We did this one neat little... Uh, it was kind of like um, like a prank spy versus spy type video, yeah. and I created this whole character for it, and uh, they played it all over the school. It was pretty cool, man. That's we, we did yeah. it in a silent movie, you know, silent film cool. era sort of thing. And yeah. it was, did you like speed up the frame rate or anything? To in get that places, kind of like, but we yeah. did some really cool like cowboy switch falls and cool. Uh, uh, you know, it was all pursuing this. Spy is a guy in a plague, you know, a plague doctor mask and big hat, which was played by me. And uh, they, these college plague kids, mask, dude, you were ahead of the curve there for sure, right? <laughs> this, yeah, because this was like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, and the whole thing was, is these college kids had stole his pop brownie from me, so you know, he was he was pissed off about it. Give yeah. him my magic brownie back, right? I'd be mad too, man. Stalked him down and whooped him up a little bit, got his brownie back. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's really funny. Yeah, I, I just I recently that. watched this, uh. It's a show called Beat. It's on Amazon uh, Prime, but it was like they only did one season of it. But it, it was uh, it was about this uh, DJ, like this Berlin techno DJ who just kind of gets caught up in some crazy stuff. But he ends up getting approached essentially by like a spy, like a you know uh, European spy agency you've never heard of type right. of thing. And then and then the whole show just sort of shifts from this like crazy party and drugs to like spies chasing other spies and <laughs> right. like, what in the world's going on it's like uh i love uh i kind of like some of those one-off series things yeah uh, if Amazon, they tie up the season yeah. like then it's really tight yeah uh but if they leave it hanging man it pisses mm-hmm. you off they, there's another one on there called upload that i like pretty good it's really? Amazon prime uh kind of when you die you get uploaded to this mainframe your consciousness does and you live there and uh this guy wakes up and he's like oh i died when and to find out he Someone had him off, you know, wow. so he's trying to find out Piece that. Piece it together and then, through the mainframe. Right, and also trying to figure out how to live and function in this real world. Oh. And then you, ha- it's, you have plans, paid plans. So if you, <laughs> if you don't pay enough, your frame rate gets scaled back oh, and you end no. up looking like Minecraft stuff. Oh, and no, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's, it's also good. Yeah. I get a kick out of it. Uh, I don't know why that reminded me of that uh, movie with Matt Damon that came out years ago. It's... it's Obviously, they're not getting uploaded, but they, where they got shrunken down. I love that one. Uh, what is that? Uh, oh my gosh! It's, it's a really it's on the and, nose name. Yeah, I mean it's. Um, oh my gosh! But it has the little Asian lady yeah, in it. Uh, yeah. And her she, accent's so. Oh, like, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, but it's. Uh, just a second. That Vietnamese like lilting of. Uh, yes. You know. Uh, it's also got. Um, guy from Inglorious Bastards that played the Nazi guy. What is his name? He's one of my favorite actors. Oh, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking yeah. about. Uh, he, Christoph Wolf. Yeah, yeah. What's his last name? Christoph. Christoph Wolf or Wolf? Wolf? Yes, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can figure out the sound on this. Anyway, he um, 
Take your time, dude. We're just kind of rolling. You're good. This is all good stuff. But, uh, yeah, that was a cool movie. The, the whole, uh, gosh, miniature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the name. Downsizing. Was downsizing. That's that was right. it. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so quirky and yeah. weird, and it's like this is a movie that should have won some stuff, yeah, you know? Right. But it, it's it's a cool it, it idea. Did, it didn't really take itself too seriously, uh-huh. either, which was, I which was weird. I mean, the mm. whole thing was just a different tone of a of a movie. Well, their like. choice in a leading lady, I thought, was great. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 add some more demographics here, and yeah, uh, just how that interaction worked out, and. Uh, I don't know. It was just a good story. That final, yeah, that final moment of like, are we gonna go down in the world and like, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, what? A, <laughs> I, I just didn't see it going. There, no, but. it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, so you have a, I mean, this is.